Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today. My name's Lucas and this is the first episode of Here's My List, a show me and my friend John got together and wanted to share with you. Before we get started with our first episode, I wanted to give a quick introduction to the show and uh, and the idea behind it. So yeah, John and I met in college about 10 years ago and uh, have been really good friends ever since. I was a groomsman in his wedding, he was a groomsman in my wedding. Uh, I had the opportunity to give a speech at his wedding, and I'm really glad he didn't give a speech at my wedding based on the feedback he gave afterwards, uh, saying what he would have said. But um, that being said, uh, we've we've always had a really good relationship in terms of you know sharing different ideas and having just a really good uh, good good dialogue back and forth about different subjects. And John's a really really smart guy, and I try to keep up and. I think we've always, you know, just just enjoyed having conversations about a lot of different subjects, whether it be history, music, movies, science, sports, all sorts of different things. And so that's really where this this concept of here's my list came together, which was about two friends just sharing ideas about, you know, what they thought was interesting and uh, and putting together what they felt good about in terms of their own list. And that's what we're going to do each week is is come together and share our perspective on a different topic. And um, hopefully, you know, what one of the things that is always going to be our main tenets of this is um, that you enjoy this process as much as we enjoy it, that it's as entertaining as an ed- and as educational for you as it is for us. And that's what this is all about. We hope we really um, create something that you enjoy. Podcasts are something that I've really had a lot of, uh, you know, gotten a lot of value out of over the last five years, especially. And I know when John, you know, was w- when I first came forward to him and said, hey, I think we should do this podcast. And we said, what's a podcast? You know, I, I said, uh, yeah, I told him all about it and, um, he was all on board as well. So it's, it's, it's one of those things that, um, you know, we're, we're both really excited about as with anything though, I will say that with our first iteration of this, we did have some technical difficulties. So we apologize for the abruptness of the conversation of this first episode, but we promise that going forward, we'll be a little bit more, you know, clear on our systems and, uh, ready to uh, produce a, a full full length episode, but hopefully this gives you a taste of what we're all about, and um, really looking forward to to more episodes to come. So, without further ado, um, this is the first episode of Here's My List. Thank you again for joining us, and uh, again, hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Okay, there. I have you, and I have me. Let me just get my It says uh, I, I'm supposed to tell anybody to, in order to avoid legal snags, that I'm supposed to tell you that you're being recorded. <laughs> that's, a, that's what Skype just told me. So. <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to sue your ass. <laughs> Please, please do. I think we should uh, pick our topic for next week. Um, yeah. Because we're going to want to announce that during the podcast. 
Yeah, for sure. That's a great. That's a great point. So, um, so going into so it, we should probably sports next week. What's that? Yeah, definitely. We'll go away from sports. So, what, what do you what do you think for next week? So I was thinking one of two things: either um, top brand, top current brands in terms okay. of recognizability. Okay. Or top modern inventions. Ooh, interesting. What would you What would you define as modern? Like, uh, like sometime around sixteen hundred to today. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. I, th- I thought you were gonna say so, like nineteen fifty to today. Like really no, modern. Like okay. gunpowder, no cannonball, no like wheel, no lever and fulcrum. Got it. You know? Okay. Um, let's do that one. I like that one. Let's do, let's do modern inventions and we'll say 1600 to today. Yeah. Like scientific revolution to today. It's like a pretty blurry line, you know, just like nothing medieval. Yeah. But that's, that's, what's going to be interesting is that, you know, some of these things aren't going to be as clearly defined as others and there's going to be a lot of room for interpretation. So I'm down. Cool. Let's do that. that, I'm ready. Uh, you can, you can start. I'm ready to go, man. All right, cool, man. So, yeah, we should probably start off by saying uh, kind of a, a background for both of us. And, uh, you know, kind of this, is the, this is the first episode. So, uh, you know, thanks for thanks for agreeing to do this, man. I know this is something we've kind of talked talked about for a little bit of time. And I know it's something I thought about for a while. And uh, so I'm really excited to be jumping into this with you. Super down. Sweet. Um, yeah, so I guess to start, uh, my name's Lucas. I live in San Francisco, California. I, um, would, would say that I love learning and talking about different types of subjects. I love trivia. I love learning about random stuff. I love sports movies, you know, a lot of different subjects. And I can say from my perspective, uh, this, this project is really cool for me because I'm first off, I get to learn something. I get to have some fun spending time with one of my best friends. And also, you know, it's a, it's, it's a medium that I've always been really excited about. I think podcasts are really a a very cool way to communicate and get information out there. And, you know, you don't have to have a huge, huge audience or a huge, huge message. You can just kind of get out there and fuck around, have some fun and uh, see what happens. And so I'm really excited to kind of explore this and, um, pass it off to John. John, do you want to give a, a quick kind of rundown of uh, what you're all about? Yeah. Welcome, podcast world. I'm uh, I'm John. I'm, uh, I live in Montreal, Canada. I've been friends with Lucas for uh, going on 10, 10 years now. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm a jack of all trades, master of none. I have zero expertise in anything, but I'm a Wikipedia <laughs> warrior. Uh, I have a tremendous amount of useless knowledge, and I'm very excited to put that to good use. Um, I think it's very, I think my rants and arguments are very interesting to listen to. So I hope the world out there agrees. And, uh, I'm very excited to, to spend some time arguing stuff out and thinking stuff out with Lucas, who's a, a very, uh, very intellectually challenged person, challenging person. <laughs> I was going to say, that's an interesting way to end that, that my, my intellectually challenged friend, Lucas, but, uh, I, I get, I get what you're saying. I'll call that one a, 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 a slip, but, uh, all right. So, so with that, um, 
to give kind of a, a quick background of, of what the, the show's all about, the show's called Here's My List. And the concept is essentially we're going to each week put together our own individual lists of the top five uh, of a certain topic. And so, um, you know, we will announce each topic for, you know, future topic each week. And then in that week, we'll, you know, obviously share our, our top five from that week's topic. But anyway, but the, the idea is uh, we go out, we do a week's worth of research on something that we may or may not have a basis of knowledge about. Uh, as John said, neither of us are experts in anything that we will particularly cover. We're not sports writers. We're not movie critics. We're not, you know, historians, but we have interests in a lot of different things. And we wanted to come at this from the perspective of somebody who just wants to kind of learn and just put some information together and, and, uh, and make, make a compelling argument. And most importantly, because it's all about your list, you want to be able to put together something that you feel represents the best out of, uh, out of that category. And, uh, you have to be able to make a case for it. And so, uh, we'll, we'll look forward to kind of hearing from our listeners and kind of seeing what people think about where we land on certain things and, uh, and go from there. So, uh, as part of kind of kicking this off, the first topic that we leveled on was uh, a topic that was is definitely close to each of us um, because we're both big sports fans. We thought it'd be a good one to start on to kind of wet our whistles, which would be the top five basketball players of all time. And uh, I will start by saying, John, I don't know if you remember the initial email I sent out about this. I remember the email that you sent me. I just don't remember what, what you wrote in it. <laughs> okay. So in that email, I, I specifically lined out certain topics that I suggested we should not address as part of this, this, uh, show. And one of those that I lined out was the top five basketball players of all time. So <laughs> <laughs> when you suggested it, I, part of me was like, all right, he, he clearly didn't either re- read or retain the email I sent, but at the same time I thought about it and I was like, yeah, hell yeah. Let's a, it's a great place to start. Like, why not? Let's let's just do it. So, uh, I thought what what would be a good way to go with this would be to start with kind of the uh, your approach and like the the criteria you use to build your list, because I think that's that's interesting way that you can kind of frame this in a lot of different directions based on what you prioritized. Uh, between all the different ways you can judge a basketball player. So why don't you start, give us, give me a little bit of a, uh, overview of like, how'd you, how'd you approach this? How'd you come, come about this in terms of, uh, your so criteria? This, this one's a bit of an easy one because, uh, if you Google it, there are many lists out there. Uh, sports illustrated has made a list. ESPN yep. has made a list. Even a Smith has made a list. Um, yep. th- th- this information is out there. So the first thing in the, the immediately in the Google search, what I noticed is that there are 12 players immediately jumped out as being the possibilities. Uh, mm-hmm. Get into who those 12 are in a second. So, it, it, you know, it became clear that I was picking between those 12. Uh, from that point on, you know, kind of the criteria, criteria that I wanted to stress, and it's the kind of a crappy criteria to go on because it's very – uh, loose is dominance, you know, uh, straight up who dominated the game. Uh, you know, I, I go by the, the, the short amount of time I've been closely following the NBA the, the last 15 years or so. 
it's clear to me, you know, that LeBron James dominates the game. If I look at, you look at the stats, James Harden might have similar stats to LeBron James, but it's very clear that LeBron James is dominating the games and winning games more. Uh, you know, you can't go straight off of wins, but wins help show dominance. Uh, you can't go straight off points, but points also help show dominance. You know, stats help determine it. But at the end of the day, what you're looking for is who dominated the game, who show, who was the game of basketball, who was yep. the best player, who, who would any team have traded their top player for uh, in the years that that person was number one. Yeah, that's, that's a good, that's a good side. And that was actually definitely one of the things that was on my, my list. I put, I put together kind of a very simple list of three criteria. And number two was dominance. Number two was how did this player compare to, because one of the things that I, I found was really difficult. And, and, and one of the reasons why I initially kind of wanted to avoid the, the top five, you know, players of all time in any sport but I'm happy to do it now is it's so hard to, to grade people based on their eras. Right. And it's impossible. It's an impossible question to be able to say, how would Wilt Chamberlain fare against LeBron James or how would Shaq have fared against Bill Russell? Cause there's never going to be any way to actually simulate that. But the best way we can is how, how did that person own their league and own their, their position and the sport at the time relative to everybody else. So that was definitely one of them on my, my list. Uh, the number one I I said in just terms of, you know, that greatness and achievement on the court, um, in terms of championships and stats, I said that that's one that, you know, it's, it's, you have to start there. Uh, I, part of me, as I went through my list, wanted to kind of get, get a little bit cute with it and start saying, start downplaying the importance of championships, but inevitably like you, you can't, like championships are the ultimate achievement of the sport. That's what everybody should be graded on in terms of their con- contribution to that. Obviously it's player for not having, not being on a top team. You cannot fault and you cannot necessarily reward every player who's on a championship team. You know, like, that's, uh, yeah, I can, I can see that. And like I'm sure we'll get into that as we go through Kevin McHale, those championships, just like you're giving them to Larry Bird. Yep. That's a good point. And, and that'll definitely be something we go through with this, but I just, I, I needed to set that as a, as a tone for my own list because championships you know, and, matter. And championships matter. matter. Hell yeah. And then the last one that I said, as far as criteria goes, was I, I, as somebody who loves basketball, who loves following basketball, loves the, loves learning about basketball and just loves the sport in general. I wanted to make sure that there was at least some consideration and I'd say it like a, it's like a tertiary kind of consideration, but uh, for what that player did for the significance of the sport and for the NBA, because I think that's something that, yeah, that that's something that gets lost a lot of times, which is like, there've been some, you know, really good players in the NBA that have done very little, if not have detracted from the actual health of the sport. And, you know, you can't really tell the story of, of the NBA and the basketball without kind of taking that into account. And then on the other end, there are people that have done so much for the sport and driving it forward in ways that, you know, to take it to the next level. And I think that was definitely something I wanted to take into account too. So, um, so with that, you know, you mentioned some already some good good points that I think we're going to have a good conversation about. But what surprised you the most as part of researching the topic? Before we go into the list, like what was something that kind of like so, I know you, you I love guess, doing research. I guess that puts me into I'll start with my I'll start with my honorable mentions. You know, I, I said that yeah. I I came up with twelve. So you know, I have Julius Irving and Oscar Robertson as my honorable mention. I, 
Oscar Robertson was nowhere near my top five list when I started researching this. He yeah. jumped up into it. Uh, I mean, he led the league in assists seven times, and he led the league in points one time. I find that absolutely mind-boggling. Uh, to lead the, to he averaged over eleven assists a game, one, two, three, four, five times, while averaging over ten rebounds a game three times, and hovering around thirty points a game when there were no real three pointers. Uh, it's pretty crazy. Uh, moving on, Tim Duncan. I always thought of Tim Duncan as one of the most underrated players in, in NBA history. I thought, you know, he was extremely yep. solid and I was surprised to see a lot of people put him in their top five. Stephen A. Smith had him as number three. Really? Uh, which, wow. Which I, I didn't see that. Impressive. That's interesting. I, I I don't have him in my top five, but I always thought of him as potentially in my top 10 and I still, and now I, you know, after doing this, I have him as number 10. I think he's really good. I never had him anywhere near my top five, but I was, I always kind of had him in my top 10 or close to there. And now I have him number 10 and I'm happy to see he's getting that recognition. Yep. That's uh, Bill Russell. I have his number nine. Uh, you know, his stats just aren't there. Mr. Champion is, you know, he had great teams with the best coach of all time, but he never had 20 points a game uh, averaged over a year. Uh, he did lead the league in rebounds five years, but other than that, not much. You know, he just, he, he wasn't the dominant force. He was a solid, solid player every single year and won a ton of championships, but I don't have him. I have him as number nine. And then, and then we got the Lakers, Shaquille O'Neal, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Kobe Bryant rounding out my honorable mentions. So those, so those, none, are, those are my excellent players that didn't make it. So none of those guys, none of those three Lakers are in your top five, huh? None of those three Lakers are in my top five. Wow. Interesting. Okay. All right. That's a cool, that's an interesting place to start with. Cause I'll tell you that, uh, without giving any spoilers away, I have two people in my top five that you mentioned in your honorable mentions. So it'll be really interesting to see how these things, yeah. uh, these things line up. So, um, I would say, uh, on my own end, I think the most surprising thing for me had to do with Wilt Chamberlain and unfortunately not in a positive way for Wilt. In, in the case of this list, I, I went into this really thinking that I was going to dive into the subject and, and I actually started my, my first draft of my list. I had Wilt Chamberlain as number three on my list. And I'll tell you right now, he's not even in my top five. He actually wow. dropped to number six. Wow. And really what, what really what it came down to is and it was, it was really tough. And I think that the, the way I looked at it was, um, it, it had nothing to do with the fact that he was anything short of a, a complete dominant force. He might have very well been, when you talk about that dominance, he might've been the most dominant player in the history of the league. I'm not even exaggerating. I think that he, I mean, they, they practically had to reinvent the game for two or three different big men over the history of the league. George Mikan was one of them. And Wilt was one of those guys that he was, you know, he was seven foot one playing against guys that were, you know, six foot eight or shorter, you know, and it was just a completely different type of game when he was on the court. And I didn't think that there would be enough evidence to supplant that out of the top five and reading into it. I think what it came down to for me was, you know, and first off to give him his due, I mean, he was in the top so I, I saw this actually stat yesterday. I was watching a game and somebody was talking about 
it was the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's uh, 81 point game, like 15 years ago or something like that. And yeah, every, I watched that, that game. Is a yeah. Travesty. Yeah. And every, I mean, everybody knows that Will Chamberlain has the hundred point game, which by itself, you know, you can't point to that and say just because he scored a hundred points means he's one of the best players of all time. But if you look at the list of the top 10 highest scoring uh, single games in NBA history, Will Chamberlain has six of them. He has six of the top 10. So that by itself, I don't know how you're putting them at number six. (laughs) I trust me again. I was like, I did not expect to get to that point, but, um, I feel good about my list and, uh, I'd, I'd I'd be remiss not to mention him as my, as my, out of all the players you mentioned, Duncan, Shaq, Kobe, you know, they're all, they're all great players, but I'd say Wilt was the one that, that I, I felt least easy about, excluding from my top five. So, all um, right, well with that, why don't we so dive into the, let's big go list. to somewhere where I'm sure we'll agree. Uh, every, what, what amazed me is I don't think that there, 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 there was one spot that was agreed upon between any of the lists that I saw, except for number one, everyone obviously has Michael Jordan as number one. Yeah. And so uh, let's, and, and so why don't we start, why don't we do this? Why don't we start with number five? We'll, we'll compare fives and we'll work our way up. How does that sound? Sure. I thought we'd get Michael Jordan out of the way just because we're definitely going to agree. And it's like ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you def, you do have MJ as number one. Yeah. And I assume you do too. Yeah. I, I mean, I he do. has a stupid knock there. Uh, yeah. and like people say that all the time. And sometimes I feel like maybe it's overrated, but when I started looking at this, this is absolutely ridiculous. There, Michael Jordan led the league in points 10 years in a row. If you don't count the year and three quarters that he played baseball for the Birmingham Barons, ten <laughs> years in a row. Yeah, in those nuts. ten years, he led the league in steals four times. He was absolutely tenacious. Yeah, he was the best. He was the best perimeter defender in the league all those years, while he was also the most dominant scorer in the league. He's 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 absurd, and and I it's I completely agree. I was I was ex- eight of yeah. those ten years. He had over 50% field goals. That's not overall field goals. That's crazy. Yeah. And in those 10 years, he won six championships. And the years that he was playing baseball, <laughs> <laughs> they lost in the second round of the playoffs both years. Yeah. That's that's a great point, too. And it, they, they, a lot of people thought that they were a good team without him, but that clearly wasn't the case, or at least not good enough for sure. Um, I mean, okay. third, but yeah, I mean, it's just there's nobody that dominated as much as him for so many years straight. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so this is this is a and and at first I kind of wanted to go five four three two one on this, but I'm kind of glad it's a good idea to kind of get this out of the way because you're right. I mean, this is one of those subjects that it is really. You know, I, I think people get cute nowadays. They talk about LeBron. They talk about, you know, th- there was even like a, a Kobe moment there for a while where people were saying, could Kobe take a make a run for, you know, being the greatest of all time. But I think that this is this is a situation where uh, you can't you can't overthink it. He's he's the he's the goat. He's you know, he's dominated that sport. Um, I think that people talk a lot about, you know, Tom Brady, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, uh, people that have really dominated in, in terms of a, a championship piece. 
Michael Jordan won six championships, was the finals MVP in all six. All he, six. He, to your point, he left the sport at the the peak of his powers uh, after winning three championships and um, really, you know, it kind of inexplicably took up baseball. The fact that he bounced back and then, you know, dominated the sport even after coming back from from a year off fit right back into it had played some of his best basketball what after he year? returned was was this insane a full year and then he played 17 games the next year yeah exactly so yeah i mean you, you and i are both you know you know 30 or, or around that age and you know we both have you know grown up i remember one of the, the first NBA playoff games I remember was the was the shot that Michael Jordan hit over Brian Russell in that in that finals yeah. the final championship that he won, and you know it, it's it's interesting to think about where you know anybody younger than us really didn't see him play in in any type of serious you know consequence they they might have seen him play for the the Wizards or something like that but you know, that didn't really count. And, you know, and they, and anybody younger than us also grew up with LeBron James, who, you know, I'm sure is going to be on your list is certainly on my list. And, you know, to have that recency bias behind, you know, another player who could be kind of in the conversation of the greatest of all time, you know, it'll be interesting to see how the legend of Michael Jordan kind of ages. But in my mind, I'm on the same page. I, in fact, I I was thinking about it and I, I think that there's only one person that I, then the four major sports that I would That's, say has a larger gap between him and the second best player in his respective sport. And can you, can you guess who I think it is? Gretzky. Uh, <laughs> yes, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, I think that he's the only person Gretzky is the only guy that you could say had, had a bigger gap over the second place guy than, than well, Jordan. One did, day so. if we get there, we'll have that conversation, but Gretzky doesn't have the championships. Because you said those six championships, he was MVP in all six. None of those six championships went to seven games. Yeah. And he was MVP of the league four of those six years. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, you know, and I think that the argument you can make, and we can go into the other players, obviously, the argument you can make is that the league is undeniably stronger. There's there's better players in the league today uh, than there ever have been. But I think at the same time, um, you know, again, you what he had about the 90s, I don't think, I you think can so. say there was less talent out there and less competition in the 90s. You could say that about the 60s and 70s for sure, and probably even the 80s. But I don't think you can say that about Jordan's championships. They were they were tough teams. Those Detroit Piston teams were good teams. Those New York Knicks teams were good teams in the 80s at the turn of the 90s. Those Utah Jazz teams were good teams. Yeah, I think I think my point is that the average player in the NBA back then would not be able to survive in today's NBA, I think. Like like and great teams, great players. You think about like you talk about the Pistons, you talk about like a Bill Lambeer or something like that, like guys who are enforcers or guys that weren't, you know, and and the games the games change certainly, but I, I do think that today's game is significantly, significantly more difficult and more cha- and and more competitive than it was in the '90s. Michael Jordan stands alone. I think we've we've touched we've hit on that enough, yeah. and uh, it's good to get All it out right, of the so way. Now, do is do. All right, 
we'll go back to the list. So I'm going to start with my number five. My number five is Magic Johnson. And I think that this is another one that as I started putting my list together, I didn't have him um, in my top five when I first put it together. For some reason, I think I think it honestly has to do with the fact that I see him as more of a I didn't grow up with him, right? I didn't grow up with Magic Johnson being a great player. And I think that there's so much tied to him nowadays with um with his, you know, obviously the the HIV situation that and en- that ended up derailing his career and ending his career. And then the fact that he's such a prominent figure in sports business now that I was like, those are the first things that came to mind for me. And, but as I did the research, I realized how much of a stud he was, how, how awesome of a player he was, the legacy that he left, even though he retired at age 32, you know, that's pretty crazy that, that somebody can get to this level and, you know, and LeBron's already older than magic was when he retired. And, you know, for somebody who really redefined the point guard position, uh, was three time league MVP, three time finals, MVP, won five championships. Um, and I think just, yeah, in general, I think he was just fantastic for the sport, the whole Showtime Lakers piece that, you know, Kareem was on that team and I think Kareem's a great player too, obviously, but you know, magic was really the the heart and soul of, of driving what made that team exciting. So I think you're way off. You have him at number three. Yeah, yeah, I think five is way too low for him. And I mean, I think you touched on a lot of points, but here's here's what I'm going to say. Magic Johnson had an 11 year career. I'm not counting his sophomore year because he only played 37 games. He had he was injured in. So in those 11 years, he was the best player on his team. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten out of 11 years, they finished first and one year they finished third and he was the best. They won five championships in 11 years. That's one out of every two years. He was an all NBA first team player, nine of those 11 years. And he was all NBA second team player. One of those 11 years, he made all 11 all-star games in those 11 years. And he won three MVPs. What can you, what more can you ask of a guy in 11 years? (laughs) Hey, look, I, I totally agree. And I, I, That being said, and I think that, you know, in terms of an 11 year career, if he had played a few more years, could he have, he certainly would have taken steps forward. And, and, you know, if I see him in a list and I was going to acknowledge that, like there's people who certainly before, you know, before LeBron kind of took his next step up, um, a lot of people had him as the number two, uh, if not the number three on their list as, as far as all time. And could he have gone to that number one spot or at least made a very, very good run for Jordan's position? If it hadn't been for the HIV diagnosis, then absolutely. I think that it's a, it's a tough call because it, it makes you question how much value do you put on longevity and the length of career? And I'm not saying you can hold it against him, obviously, because he got a disease and it feels terrible to, you know, to, to in any way detract from somebody's legacy or their, their position because of that. But I think you have to be fair to these other guys that had significantly longer. I mean, to use use a non-sports analogy, if you yeah. were a James Dean where he made three movies, I would agree with you. You know, like if he had like a seven year career, yep. then I could say that he had an 11 year career. He won five championships. Michael Jordan won six, you know, yeah. Kobe Bryant won five. Like it's not like, it's not like he didn't win a lot of championships. He has three MVPs. Yeah. There's that's, that's, 
that's as many as anybody else on this list. Like he, he did, you know, he led the league in assists four times, led the league in steal tw- steals twice. Yep. He averaged 23.9 points per game one year, over 23 points a couple of other times. Yeah, and likewise, and again, I, I'm not taking anything away from this guy from, you know, he obviously had an amazing career. I just think that the four people I had ahead of him, obviously one of those people being Michael Jordan, I think there was a lot more to speak to as far as that goes. So so with that, what, what's your number five? My, my number five is LeBron James. Um, okay. before, before I did this list, I honestly thought that I was going to leave him out. And to be completely honest, if LeBron James didn't win that championship with Cleveland, I don't think he would be in my top five. Uh, so LeBron James, I mean, let's, let's, let's be clear here since 2008 and really even 2007. So that's 10 years. He's been the best player in the NBA. I know that lately he has been winning MVPs. You know, it's been one, two, three, it's been five years since his MVP is the last MVP. I know a lot of people talk about Steph Curry. A lot of people won't put him as number one, but if, if, if anybody was starting a one year team, you know, up, up into and including this year. And, you know, as LeBron's getting a little bit older, this might not be the case anymore, but every single year for the last 10 years, someone would put LeBron James as number, would pick them first over Steph Curry every single year, every single team uh, last year, the year before the year before that, over the last 10 years, he's the best Ab- player. Absolutely. I, I, I agree with that. And he's, he's, he's an absolute stud. However, uh, he, he left uh, Cleveland to build a championship team with two hall of famers. He had to put together and handpick a hall of famer team to win two championships out of five years, four years. And he didn't even win more than two with them. And then all he has is that one championship. He cannot on his own take a team to win. And even with Cleveland, that was a, that was a top team that he won with. So I just don't see him, you know, Magic Johnson went to the Lakers and Magic Johnson immediately brought them up into a championship team. They won five championships in 11 years on the Lakers team. They were a good team, but they were not winning championships before Magic Johnson got there. You know, LeBron James, he was with Cleveland one, two, three, four, five, six, seven years. And, you know, he brought them to the finals once in those seven years, but that was it. He never brought, he never made them really a, a, a winner, a contender. Now he goes to the Lakers. They can't even make the playoffs. He's absolutely incredible, but uh, he's only led the league in scoring one time. He's never led the league in any other category. He does have four MVPs. And he's absolutely amazing. He is the best player and he's the most dominant player, but, uh, with Cleveland in 2007, 2008, mm-hmm. and he can't win a championship on his own team. So I, I barely have him as fifth and, and, and I wanted to see if I could put Kobe Bryant or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar ahead of him. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't justify it. Got it. Okay. Well, that was a lot of, lot of ground you covered. I think that, um, and I'll be straight up with you. I have, I have LeBron James high on my list. He's ahead of, he's ahead of, uh, all the people we've mentioned so far apart from Michael Jordan, LeBron James's dominance comes down to something that a lot of people don't have perspective on right now, which is how long his, his, that dominance has been. I mean, to your point, he's been the best player in the league or, you know, potentially arguably in the top two or maybe three, um, 
you know, but really, really number one for, you know, at least a decade, which really doesn't happen. You know, I think that if you look at any stretch of basketball, you know, you talk about the Bill Russell, the Wilt Chamberlain's, the Matt Johnson's, the, you know, Michael Jordan's, like they all had a run of, you know, maybe like six to eight years where they were pretty, they were pretty indisputably in the top, you know, two players in the league. To your point, you know, LeBron James has been up there for for really a decade or more, and it's unbelievable physically how dominant he still is. He doesn't get hurt. He this year he's had a little bit of injury time, but he's 33. Uh, I think it's also important to look back on on LeBron and say, all right, where did he come from? What has he really been able to do from a, a basketball perspective? And this is a guy that was on the cover of sports illustrated when he was 17 years old with the title said the chosen one, you know, he's, there has never been a, certainly in basketball, I can't speak to every other sport, but I, I, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head that's ever gone into professional sports in America with as much, uh, pressure and as high of expectations as LeBron James did. And he really did exceed really all expectations. I don't think anybody can take that away from him. Um, I think that the piece that I would really push back on about what you said was his whole thing about, you know, the super team and him not being able to win a championship by himself. I think that that was an extremely valid argument up until 2016. I think the championship that he won with Cleveland, the fact that, you know, and you can say that that was a, that was a good team. It was a, it was a solid team, but they had, they had Kyrie who's a, who's a superstar. He's one of the top 15 players in the league. Um, you know, when he's healthy and they had Kevin love, who was at that point really operating at 60% of his capacity because he didn't have the same position as he had with Minnesota in terms solid of the center of every shooter, solid, solid defender. Yeah. He's, you know, he's okay. A good piece player. But, but when you talk about what they, the fact that they won that championship over the golden state warriors at a time when those warriors were really designed to be unbeatable, you know, having the hall of famers that they had, having the, the dominance in, in the, the sport that they have. And the fact that he was over able to get over that hump and win a championship for Cleveland. I think that that was really where like, he might've been around the four to five range for me prior to that. I think that, I mean, that, that's that amazing. And, and that, yeah. And, and, you know, before that with Miami, I totally get it. Like, and, he did and that, I think and that I will give that to him, but I'm going to give the same. That's one championship. That's four games. He waltzed through the East. The East was no problem for him. There was no difficulty to get to the finals. So it's four games that he had to win and while losing three, I'm going to give the same props to uh, Dirk Nowitzki for winning the year before against Miami. Hi, everyone. This is Lucas. Uh, thanks again for listening. Unfortunately, as I mentioned at the start of the episode, this is where the episode ends. Uh, we had some technical difficulties with uh, the recording process and uh, having to do with my microphone, so I'll take the bad for that one. But um, thanks for thanks for tuning in and um, and being part of the conversation. I uh, look forward to sharing some more, uh, more episodes very soon with you. And um, until next time, uh, thanks again, and uh, talk to you then.